What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And of course, as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and joining me as they do each and every week are my friends, my homies, my compadres. First up, he is the man who just this past weekend single-handedly set a pay-per-view record beating out even AEW's full gear. We just cannot talk about what he was actually doing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about Ron. What's happening? And, of course, he's the man that doesn't need an introduction, yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend, rolled into one jolly old ginger-bearded feller. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you, Diesel. Feed for me, my minnows. Feed for me. <laughs> Feed her. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, guys, what's going on? What's crack-a-lacking? What's up? Uh, let's start with Ronald. Uh, how was your week, and uh, how was D&D campaigns this week, my friend? The week was all right. There's a lot of stuff happening, changes at work, whatever. So be it. Uh, you know, other than that, normal stuff. Just the same stuff going on. My uh, Wednesday group, we are continuing through the Dungeon and Box set. Things are going well, I think. <laughs> it's just one of those things we're not quite sure where what's going on after this point. We're got sent someplace, like in or Jack, like Jack and the Beanstalk style, and we had to go on top of the boat and climb the beanstalk to get to the boat that's on top and we're like halfway through that part now so you know it's just going murder murder hoboing our way through this campaign because why not that's about it you know when you diesel we actually played this week what whoop whoop yep um i learned a very valuable lesson in the world of D. &D. don't leroy jenkins shit no 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 (laughs) when crossing a rickety looking bridge and doing all these weird things don't be the last to travel (laughs) <laughs> that person usually gets the shit out of the stick. Now, luckily, I avoided a ballista bolt. But, yeah, it's, yeah, as soon as I went to cross, the DM's like, all right, hold up a second. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, things went down. Um, our campaign, we recovered from our quote-unquote victory over the rat people. <laughs> uh, we regrouped, went back to town, went back, and... Uh, we went to the canyon that was told, right. and we saw this head kind of bobbing. So there was a giant, what we can only assume is uh, animated siege engine down there. Okay. So we found the guy that we were looking for, the NPC we were looking for, the hunter. <laughs> um, he's on a mission to kill a wizard. We are joining him in this mission. <laughs> Apparently, from what information that we gathered, the wizard's on the same mission as us, trying to retrieve this gem for the guy we're working for. Okay. My idea was more of like, well, let the guy get the the stone from the siege engine, because I'd rather much fight much rather fight a wizard than a wizard in a siege engine. Eh, 
Yeah, okay. Well, we kind of Tom and Jerry'd it because we got to the base of the uh, canyon and we used grease. Yeah. So the sort of like a ATST kind of trick, like trip yeah. it up a little bit. And we hopped up onto the platform, and that's where the campaign ended. Oh, what's uh, the one guy that died? New character. Oh, Tabby's got a crowbar now. <laughs> Claw became a uh, Tabby. <laughs> oh, man, Tabby's got a crowbar. <laughs> nice. And all of Claw's old stuff. Because nice. we brought Claw's bo- body back. Nice. And we didn't loot Claw's body. <laughs> we were nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, Tabby's running around with a crowbar. Yeah, Tabby's awesome. running around with a crowbar and <laughs> ill-fitting armor. That's awesome. <laughs> Right on. So it looks like you had a lot of fun uh, with some D&D, but I also know that you did some uh, Magic the Gathering pre-release action. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yep. Uh, we did the Innistrad Crimson Vow pre-release this weekend. Uh, I did the Friday night one, and I made the classic mistake of making a pretty solid black-white deck. And then I looked through the cards I wasn't playing. And then in five minutes before the round started, I made a five-color deck. And which you should do every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I demoralized my first round opponent. Even See? his friends were like, what did you do to him? I'm like, mm, uh, I beat him. Hit, hit, hit color number five on turn five. Duh. Pretty much. And like, he got me down to like one. And I like hit a spell that gave me five life, then gave me another five life. So I got right back into the game and just two owed him. And then I lost to one of the unfair mythics printed in the set. And then I lost to, in round three, I won game one. Game two, I, I'm playing against this guy who's been here very casually, um, but he got me with the take an extra turn card, and if you don't win during that turn, you lose the game. Oh, oh nice. He, yeah, he, he got me. Nice. I was at 14 life. Game, well, it's not gamble, but yeah. Yep, yep. So he got me on that, and then game three, I mauled the four. And if at any point in the first seven turns I would have drawn a forest, I would have stayed in it. But alas, I was playing five color, and green was my primary color, and I did not see a forest. Saturday... The nude one, I opened up that green busted mythic. Uh, Ricky at Dragon Master Games told me, you have to play that card. And I'm like... <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, but I think I should be playing black, red aggro with a splash of white. No, no, you got to play that card. I played that card, went 0-2, got the buy, and in that time, I remade the deck how I should have played it. And granted, the sample size was small, but I crushed round four. And then the five o'clock pre-release, I made two decks a green red vampire or um, werewolf deck and then an esper control deck and of course the one event that i played in that was not a win a box i win <laughs> <laughs> Boo. yeah um very fun set um there are a couple busted cards that make the format kind of unfun uh but they're in rare and mythic spots uh so you don't see them constantly but yeah it's i, I don't want to say it's the most balanced set I'm more excited for coming in January when they re-release both these sets as a single set. Because they're doing Crimson Vow and the uh, Midnight Hunt all as one set for a draft experience. Oh, nice. And that, I think, will be a lot of fun. I can see A lot more balanced. Oh, all right. Right on. Uh, Another cash grab from Wizards of the Coast, obviously. Uh, My weekend was, uh, you know. I went wrestling field. (laughs) Yeah, I was just wrestling field. I watched a lot of GCW, uh, AEW, New Japan, (laughs) Ring of Honor last night. So, like, I spent my entire weekend pretty much watching professional wrestling. Uh, That is a story for, of course, 607 TWS. Of course, you can still get that on this network on Wednesdays. But 
Uh, we are on most of the major platforms right now because we have launched on its own channel just by searching 607TWS. We are on Apple Podcasts, finally. We are also on Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, CastBox, etc. There are some of the smaller ones we are not on yet. We're also on Good Pods, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are we are not on some of the smaller ones, but we are working on that still. And until then, we're also putting it out on Wednesdays on this channel. But... If you want to hear early, either tune in live on twitch.tv slash 607podcast every Monday night at 8 p.m. Or uh, when I get home from that, I'm actually rendering it down and putting it up on 607TWS the same night. The reason we don't do that here is because the Three Fat Nerds podcast comes out on Tuesdays. So I don't want two podcasts coming out the same day. So it just makes sense. But it's got its own channel now and eventually we'll weed it out. But if you're still listening to it here, we still appreciate you. But if you would like that wrestling action early, the two better options are twitch.tv slash 607podcast. At 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday. And, of course, on the 607 TWS channel. Just search, to, like I said, anywhere you get great podcasts. Uh, we'll have links and stuff in the uh, liner notes. So, with that being said, though, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about liner notes. Let's talk about uh, some information about how to find us. And, of course, uh, if you would like to talk to us, say hi. Tell us something you want us to review. Give us your opinions or, you know, anything else in the world. You can just drop by our social medias. We're at... Three Fat Nerds Pod on everything. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. And Booyakasha, there we are. For all information on what we do here at the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, plus Horror Zone 607, 607TWS, and, you know, 607 Podcast as a whole, visit 8122productions.com. All the information is there, including the links to our T Public store and uh, the Patreon link, the Twitch link. Friends of the show, all sorts of great stuff. Find out more about, you know, the, the great band that does our theme music. Shout out the robots. You can find out about them on the website. 8122productions.com is the place to be. Of course, I already mentioned it. Make sure you follow us over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Uh, 607TWS is not the only thing we do there. We go live reactions and commentary for UFC pay-per-views. Also for wrestling pay-per-views. And, of course, this upcoming Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be live on Twitch.tv slash 607podcast as we're having our movie night. Our monthly movie night is returning. This month we are doing superheroes. It's going to be a great time. You're going to want to drop by and hear that for sure. Diesel? Oh, I cannot wait. This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, page, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month, you can do that over at patreon.com slash 8122productions. Uh, if you have you have time now, if you jump in, we are doing a giveaway to everybody uh, on a gift card in December as a Christmas gift. Plus, uh, if you're in the Chubby Chaser tier, which is the $3 tier, it's the only other tier, you are getting a beanie for December as well, so uh, jump in now on either of those tiers. Not only do you help support us, you get extra bonus content and so much more, and they just learned about getting a bonus show that we're flushing out before we set it off on the world, so good on them. So make sure you're checking it out, patreon.com slash 8122productions, and uh, if you forget any of those links, it's simple. Just look down in the liner notes for this podcast. Well, Diesel, uh, speaking of movie night, of course, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash 607 podcast this upcoming Saturday, November 20th. Uh, plug again. Uh, we are doing superheroes, and I have promised that I will tell the story that you know, because you're a witness to it, of the time I hit on somebody using Master Legend lines. So if you have no other reason to tune in, I think that's a good enough reason. Uh, am I wrong, Diesel? Oh, no, that's an epic story, and... <laughs> I cannot believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys will have that so much more on there because trust me, we're going to have a lot of fun. If you've never seen that, watching along with us is a great way to see it for the first time. Uh, we used to get drunk and watch it back in the day. Oh, yeah. True story. So uh, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I know it's epicness and it's going to be great. 
Uh, before we get into the nerd news this week, we have to give you some sad news this week. And uh, we always like to do it so we can have a moment of silence before going into the show. And uh, it has uh, been brought to the attention that this past week, uh, Dean Stockwell passed away at the age of 85. According to Deadline, Stockwell passed away peacefully at home due to natural causes. He is survived by his wife, Joy Stockwell, and two children, Austin and Sophie Stockwell. Uh, born in 1936, Stockwell's career as an actor uh, spanned over 70 years as he began working in the entertainment industry at the age of seven, appearing in classic films like Anchors, Anchors Away, Long Day's Journey Into Night, Blue Velvet, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and David Lynch's Dune. He was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor following his performance in Married to the Mob in 1988. While Stockwell has appeared in dozens of films and series and Broadway productions, he's mostly recognized for his role as Rear Admiral Albert Al Calavici in Quantum Leap. He also played a significant part in the revival of Battlestar Galactica, wherein he appeared as Brother Caval. Uh, following the success of these productions, Stockwell was known to make appearances at many science fiction conventions. Other notable projects which feature Stockwell include Batman Beyond, Return of the Joker, Jag, The Manchurian Candidate, The Twilight Zone, and The Dunwich Horror. Stockwell won a Golden Glove for Best Supporting Actor Series, Miniseries, or Television Film for his role in Quantum Leap. And uh, I, can, uh, I can honestly say the first time I ever saw him was actually in Beverly Hills Cop because... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, I uh, should say, uh, because, I don't know, bad parenting, and I got to watch that in <laughs> when I was a young kid. Uh, but then, of course, I most lovingly remember him as Al on Quantum Leap, as I'm sure yes. you guys do. Uh, anything you want to say about your memories of the great Dean Stockwell? All right, just rest in peace. Uh, we lost a great actor, a great character actor, and had a hell of a career. Hell of a career. Yeah, like, all in all, like, most of the stuff I know him from was obviously Quantum Leap, then everything else fell afterwards. Uh, but like seriously, like we lost something big here, but hopefully that'll be part of the story in the Quantum Leap revival. I think that's what could happen. Hopefully, because uh, that'd be a nice little nod to him. So that's just my take. But you know, it is what it is. I understand that completely. Once again, uh, condolences go out to his friends, family, and fans, and uh, we'll give him a uh, quick moment of silence before we go further with the show. This week's edition of the Nerd News. But who am I kidding? This should just be called the Disney Plus News. <laughs> because let's be honest with ourselves. A lot of things can go down in the week. And there are some other things that went down this week. And we'll talk about them. But the biggest thing that went down this week. The biggest, the most gigantic thing that went down this week. Was Disney Plus Day celebrating the, uh, was it the second anniversary? Yes. Two years of Disney Plus. <laughs> And uh, celebrating the fact that they have like 180 million plus subscribers, which has blown everybody away. Second only to Netflix, of course. And Netflix has been in the game a lot longer. Uh, you know, they November 12th is always going to mark uh, Disney Plus Day, which is, of course, the birth of it. Uh, the celebration of the streaming service includes a wealth of content from Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and more. 
Uh, so from behind the scenes, we had a whole bunch of stuff. We had some behind the scenes looks. We had some teaser trailers, if you will. I want to call them trailers. We had some teaser trailers, though. Uh, we had some announcements of shows that we didn't know were in the works. So how about we dive right in? Uh, one of the first things, let's, let's start in the one big, huge, gigantic Star Wars news that we got. Uh, we did get to see a uh, preview, which revealed Darth Vader lightsaber battle for the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, not too much about it, but how did you feel about the uh, what we got to see? Darth Vader and Obi Wan square enough. Full Darth Vader gear, by the way. Nice. Like I'm, I'm all, I'm excited for this. I'm way more excited than probably most people with this one. Uh, this one, I don't know. I don't know where this fits into canon. Like, are they adjusting it? Because I'm just like trying to like pick my brain of like, well, when would this have happened? And I don't. Uh, I'm excited for it though because it's still gonna be awesome. But like, when does it happen? Well, obviously, we'll find out. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I get it if, from how it felt in uh, New Hope that like it seemed like they haven't seen each other in a while. But it could have been, it could be early on. It could yeah. be like season this season one could be early on, and if it takes off, yeah, go into up to a New Hope or something in season two. I don't think we'll get more than three seasons out of this. I know they're only aiming for one, so I, I'm assuming two is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Right on. Uh, so I'm excited about it. I mean, obviously, give it to me and give it to me now. Uh, we just uh, don't have to wait much longer because it will be coming out next year. Uh, next up, also in Star Wars news, we did get a documentary. Uh, the documentary was called Under the Helmet, The Legacy of Boba Fett. And it tells the story of the most famous bounty hunter and why he matters so much, why he matters to so many in the Star Wars universe. Uh, it was a nice little uh, documentary they dropped. I did not get the chance to see it yet, but uh, I will definitely be checking it out as a Boba Fett fan. But it's uh, out there if you guys uh, have a chance to see it. Uh, am I the only one interested in seeing this? He looks cool. That's why everyone loves him. He had a cool <laughs> ship, but then they had to take the name away from us. True story. <laughs> because you know, woke. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we, and also non-Marvel news, because most of the rest of the stuff was Marvel, uh, we got the, fi- the the guaranteed announcement. We knew this was coming down the pipework, but we got in uh, next year, 2022, Willow will be coming to a series near you on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it was a pretty cool little uh, cast teaser. I, I like the fact that it, they're younger and uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still bringing back... Uh, uh, some cast from the original, so I, I didn't see Val Kilmer yet, but uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he'll make a return or not. Oh, this is a stuff of nightmares. <laughs> uh, Diesel, how did you feel about Willow? Knowing your feelings on little people, if you will. Oh, I, it freaks me out a little too much. <laughs> this movie, when I was a child, terrified me, and it shouldn't have terrified me. I was terrified for all the wrong reasons. That being said, this does look pretty sweet, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's an irrational fear of me, but yeah. How do you feel about Willow, Ron? Did you were you a fan of the movie Willow? By the way, I don't know I, if you. I I was at first. I don't like. I don't think it holds up as well. Like later on, it's a land of fantasy and yeah, mischief. It I, holds up. I don't know about that one. Like I'd have to rewatch it again. Like it's been a while, but like obviously being a kid, like I enjoyed it. But like, there's just. Being older, I think I rewatched it once, and I'm just like, yeah, I can't believe I yeah. watched this crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't a huge huge fan. I liked their toys. I did get some toys from back in the day as a kid. I found some of them recently. Like they had that the one Dark Knight there. That was pretty awesome. I don't think I remember even. Oh seeing man, it's, it's, it's cool. Hmm. It was cool shit, man. Trust me. All right, so let's jump to Marvel. <laughs> Why not? Is what the most of it was. Uh, guess what? Uh, we got three first looks. Uh, I, I call these teasers because. 
they are literally the, a teaser. It's not a teaser trailer. It is like the sense of the word teaser. But we got little little clips of three shows that we knew were on the way, but will be hitting very, very soon in 2022. And, of course, that is Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, and, of course, the one that me and uh, Ron are most excited for, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. uh, how did you feel about what we got to see? The little, little samplings. And mind you, yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot stress enough. When I say teaser, I mean it, it. It's not even the full, like it's not even close to a trailer. It's it is like the like twenty blink, blink and you blink and you miss it. Yeah. But it was still something. How did you guys feel about the collective of She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, and Moon Knight, which we've been all anticipating for a while? Um, Miss Marvel, eh. Moon Knight, yay. She-Hulk, oh my god, it's Professor Hulk. Yeah, that's all I got out of that one. <laughs> Uh, pretty excited though. Um, I'm. Sh- I know I'll watch all of them, but like I know very little about Ms. Marvel, so that one has like. I, I'm not really excited for that one, but the other two, I'm in. I'm all in. Yeah. And a fourth wall break from She-Hulk. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that actually. Yeah. I, I watched it quick. Nice. So, I'm good with it. I, I'll watch them all too, but uh, Ms. Marvel's more for the kids and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I have a feeling, uh, and you know just what what it's going to be because it's the same thing for the comics unfortunately uh but it is what it is i I don't have an issue with any of them obviously moon knight i'm more excited about and the fact that we get to see professor hulk again you know i'm I'm all about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i just just remember you know him handing tacos (laughs) oh poor (laughs) man yeah (laughs) scott lang's tacos broken he's just like here (laughs) i'm sorry that's so great scene oh i'm just wondering if they're going to like delve into are they actually cousins or is it cousins in gamma only uh they'll probably be really i mean that's what that's never been a well never mind <laughs> never mind yeah. there's that one story yeah. uh, there's that one arc <laughs> we, don't, we don't like to talk about that arc <laughs> no there's like two of them now because <laughs> she's the only one that can keep up with them by the way uh she hawk also got a new uh design for the logo of the show uh different logo than before uh, there was a couple other logos, but we're not going to spoil it right now because we're going to talk about the mo- the shows that they were announced they're attached to. Uh, they gave us a bunch of different ones. Uh, we def- or Actually, there's four in particular. Uh, the first one, uh, not too many details, but they did confirm and gave us a new logo for the Echo series, which will be the spinoff of the Hawkeye series that is coming up. We're actually right around the corner. We're almost on the precipice of that. Uh, so there's that. Then they announced three more new series. Live action series, I should say, because there's uh, some other news elsewhere. Uh, first up, Spider-Man Freshman Year. Uh, just so you know, the synopsis was it's an animated series that follows Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU with a journey unlike we've ever seen in a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots. It is yet unknown if Tom Holland will lend his voice to the character or if he will be played by a newcomer. Jeff Tremell will serve as executive producer and head writer on this. So it looks like they're doing the prequel to his MCU. So all this stuff, remember, by the time we meet him, in Civil War, he is a fully functioning hero already. So this, I think, is going to take us back without giving us a full movie, which I'd like, yeah. and give us that origin in animation form. Diesel, are you sold or not? I'm not. We Everyone already knows the Spider-Man story. That's where the constant Spider-Man reboots kind of failed because they wanted to tell the story again and where this Spider-Man got past that. They were just like, all right, here's Spider-Man. He's already Spider-Man. We all know what happened. You know what happened. Let's get on with the story. This, and I was like, yeah, we already know what happens. Eh, eh. 
You know, I have the opposite of it. I'm actually kind of excited for this a little bit, only because I like the fact that when they didn't have to tell the backstory again for the millionth time, right. and that's how they brought him in the MCU, but it's kind of nice to go back for anybody who is a young viewer who might not know and actually show the origin, but their origin, because we know it's going to yeah. be different. I mean, well, I'm sure Uncle Ben will still be a part of it, obviously, but outside of that, it could be completely different, oh, wow. including the fact that we're going to get to see him as a superhero in action, because like I said, when we see him, he's already a fully fleshed out superhero. Oh, we get to see Uncle Ben and... Who is hitting that old Marissa Tomei baby? Ass Aunt May. Aunt May oh. is sexy. <laughs> uh, Ron, you got anything you want to add into this Spider Man's? I'm, I'm good with it. I'll watch it. I, I'm fine with it. I'm sure uh, if it's not Tom Holland as doing the Peter Parker and Spider Man voice, it might be his replacement, technically, with the rumors going on. Yeah, but I mean, the replacement, I guess, is going for Sony because Marvel's. Pulling yeah. out, if you will. So I, no, I, don't I, know. I, I, I didn't say. I would say that Tom Holland would probably be my pick for the voice because if he's not going to go forward as yeah. Peter Parker, it makes more sense for him to at least do the voice. No, I get you. Uh, next up is no one that I know that we're kind of all excited about in a way, and as long as they do it right, it'll be great. Agatha House of Harkness is a new series that they announced, starring Catherine Hahn as her character from WandaVision, of course, playing Agatha. Agatha all along. I wish they would have just named it that. Uh, Jen Schaefer will serve as executive producer and head writer on the series. After WandaVision, I uh, thought this was a, definitely a character I'd like to dive in further. Uh, rumor has it, these are only rumors, this was not announced at Disney+, Plus. that this will be a prequel series to teach you how she became the most successful witch of all time, if you will. Uh, Ron, how do you feel about Agatha? I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I don't care. Like, I'm going to watch the whole thing. Catherine <laughs> Hahn is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Diesel. I'm all out. <laughs> Whoa, really? She did not do it for me in WandaVision. Her fate at the end of WandaVision was a who gives a shit for me. I She was great. I will say the actress, Catherine Hahn, was great, but the character really did nothing for me. That over-exaggerated wink. It was me all eh. I'm over well, it. That's, I'm over it. It's 80s TV show style. I was still, all right over that. Still over it. Oh, if it's a prequel, it might be because it's not going to be as cheesy and campy, maybe, but I don't know. I, I don't need the Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> well, you know, Diesel. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. It's been a while since I used that one. Yeah. Uh, so I know you're probably on board with this because I knew we were big fans of this when it was a comic book and uh, they did announce What If Season 2 which was a no-brainer we knew that was coming but one of the episodes from Season 1 is going to get a bigger universe because ladies and gentlemen they announced Marvel Zombies as an animated series that reimagines the Marvel Universe as a new generation of heroes battle against an ever-spreading zombie scourge this will be directed by Brian Andrews uh, once again fan of the comic book I was a fan of that episode of What If knowing What If Season 2 Two is coming. Uh, I'm happy that they're spinning off Marvel Zombies. Diesel, uh, I know that you did like this comic book. Are you happy about it being an animated series? <sighs> Fucking zombies again and again and again. <laughs> and yet, with Marvel Zombies, I'm in. Bring back the zombies, baby. <laughs> Superhero zombies are way yes, different than yeah. regular zombies. We can all agree upon that. I, I just want. I just want the original freaking Spider-Man arc in that. That would be great. Because he ends ripping off his own skin. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They did push the limits on that show as far yeah. as uh, when I, th I thought for What If, especially that episode. But I want to point out, uh, they could go back and flush it out more like the comic books. I, it had a good comic book feel to yeah. it anyways. Because yeah. they kind of almost did some of the cues from the original comic book line. So now that they have a bigger story, I guess they can go back and tell some yeah. of that. It might be cool if they do stick to some <laughs> of it. Because the comic books... And they, they ended up doing five runs of them, if yeah. I missed one. Plus, plus the crossover. Yeah, 
yeah, with, uh, yeah. Evil Dead. Yeah, they did that as well. But yeah, there was like five runs of it, five different uh, runs. I think that you could get a really good story out of it. Yeah. It was a decent story. Uh, so here's one that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, Secret Invasion, man. And we got our first look. We got our first uh, image from the Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion. Of course, it featured... One of the stars of the, of the series, Samuel L. Jackson, as Nick Fury, and uh, he's got a beard and uh, no eye patch yeah. in this uh, trailer. So, of course, we know he's uh, teeping up with uh, Mendelssohn, and we're going to have a buddy cop show, Secret Invasion. I'm super excited for it. Uh, what do you think about uh, this revelation of uh, Nick Fury, no patch, in a beard? <sighs> There's a lot of conjecture and speculation based off of that one photo. I cannot wait for the show, though. I don't know where they're going. Was the Nick Fury we knew all along a scrawl? We don't know. Is, did he get Thor's eye? We don't know. <laughs> How does this work? We don't know. But him and Ben Mendelsohn have great chemistry chemistry together. I cannot wait to watch this. Yeah, like this I, This is the one I'm really, you know, besides Moon Knight, is like my second most want to watch. Like, I, I just can't wait to see what happens here. No. Ah, I'm with you. I can't wait to see. Uh, one of the shows that I was least, you know, favorite about, they did uh, give a new icon and logo for Ironheart. It is going down. It's happening. Live action Ironheart show. Uh, unless you guys want to say something about it, I'm probably going to put, keep it pushing because yeah. there was even bigger news. We got announced, ladies and gentlemen, that X-Men 97, that's right, the animated series will have an all-new original series arriving in 2023. Uh, this was the release, the 1990s X-Men, the animated series cartoon is being revived in 2023 as X-Men 97. Uh, the rap has reported that that will pick up where the original series left off, and many of the same voice actors will return to the roles, including Cal Dodd as Wolverine, Lenore Zahn as Rogue, and George Buza as Beast, and more. More! <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that again because I hope this is continuation. Yeah. That means it's not stopping. No, it's supposed to pick up right after it left off. Yeah, but they're still butthurt about what happened to Marv. Yeah, but then, yeah, that is the whole point of that series. But I also heard that, like, the writers are supposed to be, like, all woke. Well, who knows? Yeah, who we, knows? We can't, I'm not judging anything until yeah. I see it. I just can't wait till we get there. Yeah, I can't wait. I loved the X Men animated series growing up. Oh, I yeah. cannot wait. Yeah, I got to rewatch it. <laughs> I tried to rewatch it once. It's, it's rough. It's, actually, it's rough in the beginning. So, so let's go through some of the quick kits. You guys, stop me uh, as I go through. Stop me if uh, there's something you want to dive into because these are the quick kits that are a little out of our age group and stuff. Uh, they uh, there's an original series name by called Baymax. It'll come out in the summer 2022. It has characters from Big Hero Six. Uh, in it as well as some other characters. Uh, once again, kind of out of my thing, uh, Cars on the Road brings Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy back for a Lightning McQueen show. Uh, to, uh, Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy will return to voice Lightning McQueen and Mater, uh, respectively, in the Disney Plus original series Cars on the Road. Uh, Princess and the Frog, original series, uh, Tiana follows the newly crowned Princess of Maldonia on a new adventure. Uh, Zootopia Plus is a new short form series headed to Disney Plus in 2022 as well. Prey, a Predator prequel, is coming to Hulu in 2022. I do want to dive on that a second. Uh, it is the new Predator prequel movie. Uh, it is directed by Dan Trachtenberg and will be released on Hulu in the summer of 2022. This film is set 300 years ago and will star indigenous actor Amber Midthunder as Naru. Set in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago, the action thriller follows Naru, the skilled warrior who fiercely protects her tribe against a highly evolved alien predator, is what the official description is. We talked about it briefly before when they didn't have that official description, but it's nice to have that now, so I'm pumped about that. 
Uh, we got our cl- first clips from Peter Jackson's The Beatles uh, Get Back, three-part documentary, which will be streaming. Uh, the special will begin streaming on November 25th, so right around the corner. So if you're a Beatles fan, definitely check that out. Uh, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney will be your voices for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. What will debut in the spring of 2022? Yes, you heard me right. Andy Samberg and John Mulaney will be the voices of Chip and Dale. I think we have to dive into that briefly. How in the fuck? Why in the fuck? But how in the how how is it that I want to see the show even more now? <laughs> I, I kind of want to see it go big more Big Mouth style. John Mulaney and Nick Kroll as the main characters playing Chip and Dale. <laughs> that'd be great of oh. course oh sorry <laughs> uh, I cannot wait for this it looks great and uh, did you hear the there might have been a little easter egg in that no I did not hear something else that might be involved in that show Darkwing Duck oh yeah. I'm so in yeah. I nice. love how they're bringing it back and I, yeah. I'm a big Rescue Rangers fan I was a child so I'm going to be interested and I'm, I'm also a big uh, John Mulaney and, <laughs> and Andy Samberg fan as well uh, of course we got a first look at Hocus Pocus 2 we already revealed that's going to be coming on the fall 2022 uh, the live uh, action Pinocchio got a fall 2022 release uh, window it is being directed by the great Robert Zemeckis and will star Tom Hanks Cynthia Arrivo, Luke Evans Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Keegan-Michael Key, and Lorianne Bracco. Or Lorraine Bracco, sorry. This is going to be the stuff of nightmares. Uh, I, I don't know. A I, little wooden boy that comes to life in live your action. Nightmares. I am terrified of what the, <laughs> your this trailer was released. Uh, the uh, Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild and the Return of Simon and Peg. Uh, so Simon Peg is returning uh, <laughs> to to voice his uh, his cre- creature, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to voice the titular character. Uh, this is going to be good. I think it's going to be awesome. I I can't wait for it. Uh, what else did we get? Sorry, I have a. Uh, uh, there's tons of notes here. Yeah, there's so much. There's a lot. Disenchanted will debut on Disney Plus in 2022. Cheaper by the Dozen reboot will be released in March of 2022. Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff uh, will be involved in that project. Isn't this like the third iteration of Cheaper by the Dozen? Yes, now? pretty much. Okay. Uh, two Diary of the Wimpy Kid movies will join Disney Plus before the end of 2022. Uh, it will be Diary of Wimpy Kid. Uh, Roderick Rules will be a new animated adventure that will arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. And then another film. Uh, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, gets a new trailer. And that's going to be coming to you in February of 2022, if you don't remember The Proud Family. It's returning. Uh, Better Nate Than Ever will premiere in spring of 2022. And that stars uh, Aurora Brooks. Michelle Federer, Ruby Wood, Norbert Leo, Butts, Lisa Kudrow, and Joshua Bissett. Concept art for Spiderwick Chronicles live action original series was revealed as well. Um, not too big into that. Uh, yep. There was a Sneakerella in a new take on the classic tale. So they are doing Sneakerella. <laughs> so Cinderella with a sneaker. What? I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't uh, make this up. Because I'll save some news for the break. Uh, there was trailers real for Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth's National Geographic series, which should be awesome because Will Smith's, uh, of course, series is Welcome to Earth and it will premiere on December 8th. And Limitless with Chris Hemsworth will push the boundaries of human potential in 2022. I can't wait for both. Believe it or not, the Will Smith's uh, Welcome to Earth looks amazing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, as far I love, that's why I follow him on Instagram, by the way, yeah. so I can see all the crazy shit he does. <laughs> uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series season three, does feature Frozen songs. Uh, and there's a bunch more that I am not going to go over. Uh, but they didn't just come with all of that. Let me give you the rundown of what the gifts that they gave you 
right on that day that you can go to right now and stream currently on Disney Plus. It started on November 12th, but currently Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings available for everybody. Jungle Cruise available for everybody. The new movie in the series, the reboot, if you will, Home Sweet Home Alone is also on it. The World According to Jeff Goldblum returns first five episodes available of season two. Uh, Olaf Presents is up. Ciao, Ciao Alberto is up. And Under the Helmet, I talked about it a minute ago. The Legacy of Boba Fett is up. Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day Special. So you can watch this in its entirety if you want. And the Pixar 2021 Disney Plus Day Special and more were added all to Disney Plus. So you can take that in on any tier. Uh, overall, I thought it was a big success. Uh, Disney Plus in home run. I did hear a lot of stuff out there from some people on the internet where they were disappointed in this and that. Listen, guys. They didn't have to give us nothing. The yeah. fact that they hooked you up and gave you some great information, whether it was the what you wanted to hear or not, is irrelevant. Yes. I just want to throw that out there. I was happy to hear it because, like I said, a lot of that news that I kind of briskly went through no. has no effect on us. Some of the stuff is really cool, and that's what I took away from it. But I was happy to hear about what they did and uh, Mar- you know, the uh, going back and doing the uh, X-Men cartoon series. Very awesome. And a lot of the shows I'm excited for as well. And I'm excited for movie night Sneakerella. <laughs> Sneakerella, for sure. Um, we're going to tie something into, before we talk about some Eternals news. <laughs> before we talk about some Eternals news and shit this out there, I do want to point out that when you guys hear this, because unless you're a patron, because we record on Mondays, it comes out for patrons on Monday nights. Unless you're a patron, this comes out on Tuesday. So assuming that you're hearing this live, if not, it's going to be coming to you later. There will be a new trailer for... Spider-Man No Way Home dropping on Tuesday that will then be leaked across the internet everywhere because they're actually dropping it at an event, but I'm assuming it will be leaked across the internet everywhere, let's be honest. Rumor has it there's already some leaks out there. Uh, I'm not looking into any of this, and I'm not planning on talking about this next week on the show. You want to know why? Because it's a Sony's movie picture, which means they're going to ruin the fucking movie in this trailer. So I'm not watching the trailer because the last poster they put out did a good enough job of yes. ruining some surprises for the movie. So with that being said, uh, I just want to let you guys know that the trailer is going to be out there. Go ahead and watch it. But I do not want to watch this because I guarantee they're going to spoil shit from the movie because it's Sony. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I said this when we saw the last trailer. I'm like, we don't need another one. Nope. We don't need another trailer. This this one was perfect. Oh, then we got a poster. Then you got a poster. Spoil shit. And now we're getting another trailer. So yeah. I just want to throw this out there. Next week on the show, we will not be talking about that up front. Uh, if you guys choose to watch it, go ahead, watch it, check it out, take your whatever. But I have no intentions of watching this due to the fact that I would like to go into this movie still kind of happy about the movie and yes. not have the movie spoiled because I think they're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Oh, I agree. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Anybody have any other hot takes? Well, what if it's Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire doing the animated Spider-Man pointing? What if it's just a minute and a half of that? I would prefer to see it. I would honestly prefer to see it when the movie hits. Like, I just have no faith in Sony not doing something completely dumb because that's what Sony does. No, I I agree with you with all this. This is why I said the last one, we didn't need another trailer for this. And I understand how it does, but you're still a month away. You're a month away. A trailer is not going to drive you any more business. Everyone who's going to see this is already going to see it regardless of a trailer or not. Yeah, you're you're a month away. There's no reason to drop this trailer right now. 
No. Absolutely not. Except for the people who are chomping at the bit to see more and more and more. And it's just kind of like, guys, every time we get the, all these trailers, we see things that we shouldn't see. And then you go to see the movie and you're disappointed because the trailer once again deceived you. Or all the cool shit that happens in the trailer is the only cool shit for the movie. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm like, nope, I'd rather just go see the movie. Because I feel like that leads it better when I review it. Yeah. Uh, let's jump over here, though. Uh, let's talk about some Eternal stuff before we uh, take our <laughs> break. Uh, first off, uh, Kaz Furpo, I hope I said that right, uh, the writer of The Eternals, just sat down to do an interview with uh, The Direct. Fur Furpo specifically named the Devourer of Worlds himself, Galactus, as the yet-to-be-announced sequel's potential villain. Galactus is an amazing, amazing character and villain, Furpo said. We are, you know, obviously setting the stage for intergalactic, cosmic, megalith confrontations, especially when you kill a space god and then the space god comes and kidnaps you and plans to judge Earth. I think the door is very much open for world-eating villains. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, no, please no. No. No, please no. no. Like, like, and I know this is where they were going to go with it, anyways. Just how everything was played out in that movie. But you're about to ruin something massive. Well, my biggest problem is, is I prefer Galacticus attached to the Fantastic Four. How are you yes. going to introduce the Fantastic Four? You need Galactus. Yeah, Galactus has to be there. That's that's yes. That's I, a thing. Yeah, I like. I just can't. To be fair, I I would have liked this story of Eternals to be. Hey, we're kind of like populating these planets, making sure they're successful because we need to divert attention from Galactus away from our shit, as opposed to hey, baby Celestials. <laughs> so if they would have done that, I'd actually be kind of excited about this. But yeah, yeah. Well, still, I get you, but the the population thing didn't really bother Galactus. He don't give a shit. He's just hungry. Yeah, he's hungry, and yeah, he just wants to eat planets. tasty planets over here. Don't mind this planet over here. This planet has no, no. This one's. This one's tasty. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just like, no, no. And what no. if it's Cloud Galactus? I, you know what? I'm fine with that. Because <laughs> cause it's Cloud Galactus. Like, whatever. Like, I get it. Like, I just can't do it. I, I, I'm ready for them to ruin everything after seeing Eternal, so I don't even give a fuck. The yeah, Marvel well, Cinematic Universe has gone to shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I get it. Hot takes. Like, the whole, like. The sprite thing was just because the actress is going to get older and they don't want her to explain that. <laughs> you know what they're going to do? She's going to learn magic from Agatha. Probably. Well, I, I, I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's not the only news that was out there, Eternals related. Eternals adjacent, there was a, a, a rumor going around uh, as of last week, started by, believe it or not, Cinelinks. And one take news. They put a rumor out there that coming up, we know Kevin Fahey will be producing a Star Wars movie, a standalone Star Wars film. We don't know anything about it. We don't know what world it exists in. We don't know anything more than Kevin Fahey. Yes, the, that Kevin Fahey, yeah. the father of Marvel films, the MCU, will be overseeing and producing a Star Wars film. Not to be confused with the new uh trilogy they're doing which will be directed by the great Taika Waititi in which we nice. also know what's not going on there that will be produced presumably I would assume by uh, the coalition of Kathleen Kennedy and uh, of course our good friend uh, Dave Filoni, Dave John, Filoni Favreau. John Favreau yes so with that being said though it was reported by those two outlets in particular and ran with by everybody that uh, Fahi would be bringing in director of the Eternals Chloe Zhao that's a but, ready for this? 
I'm reading this straight from comicbook.com. Earlier this month, rumors surfaced that Eternals director Chloe Zhao had been tapped to direct Kevin Fahey's Star Wars film, but now a new report suggests that may not be the case. According to a report from The Hollywood Reporter, a little bigger of a news outlet, I would say, insiders claim Zhao is not directing Fahey's Star Wars film or any film within the Star Wars franchise, countering reports from One Take News and Cinelinks last week. <laughs> so, basically... You can read this in one of two ways. You could read this as it was a rumor and uh, instantly Disney slash Lucasfilm, because Lucasfilm, of course, is his own entity inside of Disney, said, no, 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 no. She's not going to be directing a Star Wars film. And they wanted just to get it out there. Or if the leak was real, she was going to direct one. And then the Eternals happened and people went in the Star Wars camp and Lucasfilm went, fuck no. Unless the movie was going to be Poe Dameron and Finn. I am so glad she's not going to be directing this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, got to be honest with you. I I don't know if it was on her completely uh, because it takes a lot to tango, but it definitely was an artsier film, and that's what she does. And I don't know if we need another artsy film in the Star Wars canon. Uh, The Last Jedi is still very hotly contested uh, because of some of those uh, same actions. Yeah. yeah, um, like there's way too much like source material that she chose not to go with, and you can't do that in Star Wars. Like, what are you gonna blatantly do? Rip off of Star Trek and be like the Star Wars woke Star Wars? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Cylons are attacking, and uh, I I don't know. Like, I'm sure she's a great director. I'm sure her other movies stay out of. Out of Marvel, stay out of Star Wars, do yeah. your artsy fartsy movies, and then I'll enjoy you. <laughs> anyway, I, I like to take. But uh, with that being said, uh, that's going to bring us out of this week's edition of the Nerd News. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, it'll be Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. And of course, during that, we will be giving you the box office, upcoming films, our top three, and most importantly, the Diesel's movie club film this week. And that, of course, is Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut, all of that, and so much more after we come back from this break. Back to Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. Coming in at the box office at number five, Venom Let There Be Carnage. That is still sick in the fucker house. Yeah, yeah another four million dollars. Yeah. Number four this week with four point six million dollars, no time to die. I love that movie, so I'm already with making more money. Number three, Dune Part One with another five point five million dollars. Good for them. 
Clifford the Big Red Dog with sixteen point four million dollars. Debuts. Yep. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a family movie, and it's it's coming into the uh, Thanksgiving time. Yep. And then the Eternals with twenty six point nine million dollars for number one. What a hell yeah. of a drop off again, though. Yeah. I'm noticing big time drop off. Just saying, uh, we were always keep, I was keeping my eye on how well it did because if this was going to be a smash blockbuster hit, it would have it would have retained a little more cash. Did not though, but. That means we're on upcoming films, Diesel. What's coming to the box office this week? This week, November 19th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And by the way, if you guys were wondering, next week's Diesel's Movie Club pick will be Ghostbusters Afterlife. Finally, after a month in 10 days, <laughs> I get to talk about this movie, and we are going to see it on Thursday. Uh, we haven't selected time. I'll get with you guys. That's, of course, not for us off the air. I'm going to see it again on the weekend with my wife and kids, so... That's how much I like this movie. So if you guys wanted my recommendation, go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. And, of course, we're talking about it next week. Diesel's Movie Club. Diesel. Mm-hmm. Then the following week, November 24th, we have House of Gucci and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. And Licorice Pizza. Oh, yep. Yes, yep, 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 so yep. Uh, the only reason I know is because we'll be either reviewing Licorice Pizza or House of Gucci because I know that me and Diesel have an eye on both those films. Yep. Uh, I have zero interest in, in doing... Resident Evil, yeah, zero interest. I'll, I'll go so, see it, but I don't care. But I don't care. Yeah, about zero interest. And whatever one we don't review, we'll do a special review for the other one. How about that? All mm-hmm. right. And then for our top three this week, after the success of the Snyderverse and after what we saw this week as previous week, what is the top three movies you would like to see the director's cut of? Top three director's cuts. That's hard because a lot of the director's cuts yeah, I want to see, I've already seen. Yeah. Like, I, that, I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, but are we assuming... Okay, so here's my what I'm going to ask you. Are we assuming that there is a director's cut out there? Or is, even if it was a director's cut, that they didn't give us a full-on director's cut? Uh, if, if there... It, if there was... If it was not released or not even made, what movie do you want to see one made for? So... It could be years ago. Oh, that makes it hard. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna. I'm going to actually. There's one director that has never done a director's cut, and uh, there's a lot of things. So two of the movies, I'm gonna try to be different because I could pick three movies from that person, uh, but they'll be my two and one. Uh, my number three, because I don't think we ever got a real director's cut for it, would be Jaws. Yep. I'd like to see what Spielberg would, you know, we know he cut a lot of film from the shark that wouldn't work. So I'd like to see some of that film, even if it sucked, just because I think that would be cool. I mean, we've seen some of it in like yeah. behind the scenes, but I, I would have liked to see where it would have been and how it would have looked in the movie per se. Uh, my number two is a movie that I'm a huge fan of, and that is Full Metal Jacket. Okay. And number one is The Shining. And the reason why is Stanley Kubrick didn't believe in doing director's cuts because he felt like his project was done. His piece of art was done how he wanted it in the theater. We all know how he's big on that. But we know that there was extra film shot for all of them, so it would be kind of yeah. cool to see what could have been in both of those movies. Yeah, and with Stanley Kubrick, like he got away without a lot of studio interference. Like A lot of the movies like on my list are ones where the studio kind of was like, no, no, you're doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, think about it. The man directed 2001 A Space Odyssey and did a whole bunch of great shit that at that point in juncture he invented. Yeah. Like he invented the way of shooting people in front of a glass and projecting onto the glass to get really cool stuff. Yep. And because he did that and that was super successful, the rest of his career, which, mind you, most of his films were successful, nobody was fucking with the man. So, and well-deserved. I think he finally only made a bad movie, in my opinion, was his last movie. And that was Eyes Wide Shut. It took him till the end of his life, pretty much, for him to make a movie where I was like, eh, could have yeah. been better. Yeah. But, uh, Ron, what's your top three? Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> n- 
Because I, I like I said, all the ones I've seen. The Wolverine. That <laughs> eh, wasn't bad. All right, if you, I'll even accept if you saw the director's cut and you wanted a little bit more. Uh, number three, the director's cut of Best Man. <laughs> number two, there, there was no director for that movie. <laughs> it just appeared. Uh, number two, uh, actually, you know, like Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Okay, I, I'm not gonna lie, that one because that one freaked me out when I was a kid. Especially because PG and they ripped the heart out of yeah. it's like PG people. This is you know like the Gremlin story type of deal. And then number uh, one, I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon. The original Suicide Squad. Okay. Because I just I really want to see more Leto as Joker, right. and that's the only reason why I want to see it. So I want to see where that would have went, um, and that's why. <laughs> All right, my number three is sort of a gamble. Because the director kind of went nuts. I know Edward Norton took over the movie quite a bit, but I want to see what the director's vision of American History X was. Oh, yeah. I can can see that. Uh, Number two, release the Raimi cut, Spider-Man 3. See if we can salvage something out of that pile of shit. Okay. And then number one, Constantine. Okay. A director's cut of Constantine I think would be really good. I got to give Constantine a rewatch. I don't think that movie gets enough credit. It it doesn't get enough credit. I haven't rewatched it myself recently yeah but it was better than what it was for what like other than what they've been doing on the arrowverse and yeah. all that stuff with uh, uh matt whatever his name is yeah uh you know other than him being pretty much identical like this was actually a really good take on that comic hell but yeah. laser was a hell of a comic yeah. and people don't realize that like keanu reeves like he was a good virgin too like yeah. i i would love to see see uh constantine too and even you know somehow mo- move into uh, the limelight for DC, but it probably won't happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But that's just my take. Well, good top threes this week. That brings us down to Diesel's movie club pick for the week. And uh, we already announced every week before. Please make sure you're paying attention to Sam Potter. But what was it this week, Diesel? Rocky versus Drago. That is correct. And I want to preface this before I go into the uh, the the particulars and stuff that we do before we give the spoiler review. So mind you, we will let you warning. We have a new warning sound. We will let you know when we're going to be talking spoilers. But uh, what we're going to be doing right here is I'm going to give you like the, the particular like the, 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 the information for the movie, the original cut. The cut that we're going to recommend or not recommend is the new cut that me and Diesel went to see in Ithaca. Uh, and that, of course, is Rocky ver- Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate c- director's cut. Uh, so we're going to ask you right now. It's on Amazon Prime. You can rent and buy it there. We're gonna we're gonna recommend or not recommend when we do that before we go into the spoiler. And the spoiler full one will just be our spoiler full thing for Rocky. I understand that it was in 1985, but uh, we'll just put it out there just because being nice, right? Yeah. So uh, here's here's the uh, rundown. The original release date was November 21st, 1985. That was the premiere. And then November 27th, 1985 was the wide release. It has a runtime of 90 minutes. Uh, it was produ- It was just, uh, was produced by United Artists, MGM, uh, Chardoff Winkler Productions. And it was distributed by MGM UA Entertainment Company in the United States and United International Pictures internationally. Uh, the movie was written by Sylvester Stallone. It was directed by Sylvester Stallone and was produced by Erwin Winkler and Robert Chardoff. Uh, cinematography done by Bill Butler and it was edited by Don Zimmerman and John W. Wheeler. And of course, the new version we just talked about was edited by Sylvester Stallone, who directed and wrote the movie. Of course, it stars Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Brigitte Nielsen, Dolph Lundgren, and more. 
Uh, the movie had a budget of $28 million on its original run. Would you gentlemen like to guess what its box office was? Mind you, before you guess, I will give you a clue. It was the highest grossing Rocky movie of all time. 275. Ron. 160. Diesel was super close. $300.4 million. It was the highest grossing by far. Like it dominated the box office. So uh, with that being said, before we go into the spoiler zone, before we talk Rocky for directors, you know, we're going to go, we're going to do some spoilers in the director's cut because a lot of it is the same. There is just some added stuff. Before we do that, before we do that, Diesel, you and I went to see it. In Ithaca. It is on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for $3.99. I did not look at the purchase price. Would you recommend folks to see Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago, the ultimate director's cut? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think the movie flowed so much better than Rocky Four. Um, highly recommend seeing the director's cut. It was really good. And if you get the bonus of seeing the... Um, the Q&A that we got to see ahead of time. Yeah, the 30-minute Q&A. Was really good. And then they have the uh, documentary up on YouTube for free. Yes. Right. Look up so. the Rocky Four documentary. It is up for free. But there was a 30-minute before. I think that is part of the deal. I could yeah. be wrong. But it was a very good. It was live. We got the we got the simulcast live in the theater. And that led to a computer issue before they put up the movie on the other thing. But it was kind of funny. I don't uh, think it's included because one of the guys at work said he watched it over the weekend. and he, Oh, he didn't get it? Oh, and I go, well, did you get the Q&A with it? He's like, nope. I'm like, God, well, that look, was really good. Look online. <laughs> You might be able to find it on YouTube yeah. even. Uh, with that being said, though, I also recommend it highly. Uh, I will say this before we go. How do you take one of the greatest fight scenes in the history of a movie and make it better? I don't know, but they, they made it happen. So nice. if you're worried about that, that's what uh, what happens in the movie. But we are going to talk spoilers. Like I said, I do have a new drop. When this drop it, it reaches a conclusion, we will be talking about spoilers for, yes, a movie that was made in 1985 and recut in 2020. Uh, but, uh, and trust me, they're not too, too far off. So with that being said, I'd still want to give you guys full spoiler alert. That's right, we are in the spoiler zone. Can you believe that Rocky met Rambo? Holy That's shit. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny that I chose that as my uh, spoiler thing, because I always like that sound from Rambo. But anyways, with that being said. We are talking spoilers now, just so you guys were warned. Um, so, we, you know what we do? We don't break out down the whole movie, uh, although we will kind of tell you some things that we're missing from the new one, especially for Ron's benefit. Uh, and, but we will just go through what we liked, what we didn't like, and then our nerd score. Well, we go around for to play the game, then the nerd score, and I usually give a critic score after. Uh, and I'll be critic scoring the ultimate cut. Although the original is really good, too. Uh, first and foremost, let's just tell you the differences between the two movies. Other than a few scenes and an inner monologue, the two major things that happened, in my in my opinion, was they cut out those shitty robot. Oh, nice. Completely. So yeah. it restructured the beginning of this film. And then, and then the other thing that was cool was they had the eulogy for yeah. Apollo by his trainer. Oh, nice. And it was a beautiful eulogy. I don't know why they cut it to begin yeah. with. It was beautiful. Also, they did changed some things and added a scene and then added on to a couple scenes from the cut footage to make uh, Adrian seem more sympathetic, which came off better instead of her just yelling, you can't win. Yeah. We got, we got a little more uh, bent to that character that I did enjoy as well. Yeah. We got the extended opening two of more scenes from Rocky three, which yes. is actually pretty badass. Yeah. They replaced all that birthday shit with it. More scenes from Rocky three. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, we were nervous during that interview. Sly Stallone starts talking about like, oh yeah, and then 
people think that this is just a music video because of all the montages. And they had already said that he cut the, the robot. I looked at fucking Diesel. I go, they better not cut the montages. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that in the Ultimate Cut, they did not cut the montages. We got all of them nice. in their glory. I was kind of nervous, but... I, I was like, we were kind of like on the fence too about the robot, but they cut out all of uh, Polly's birthday shit and all scenes to do with the robot. So, not bad. They cut a lot of the dialogue from Brigitte Nielsen. Yep. <laughs> they added a little bit of dialogue that they had for uh, one Dolph Lundgren. Nothing really great. Just a, they added on to that corner piece was added in yeah. where he's like, he's a he's not human. He's a piece of iron. They cut. They 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 added a little on yeah. to that. They added okay. that in and some uh, earlier on with the I fight for me. Yeah, when we get to the, the part that we didn't like, it didn't take us out of the movie, but we will talk about something else they added that we didn't like. But uh, I'll save that for a minute. Uh, let's, also, they did add a little bit. I don't know if you noticed. They added a little bit to the montage. The uh, There's no easy way out. Yeah. They showed a little bit more of like the Apollo and uh, Rocky relationship. Yeah. They cut a little bit of... They cut... You know how they went to... In the original, they still go to Drago. You still see right. Drago like as the shadow figure that you know is in his mind. But... They cut some of them because there was a lot more in the original and instead put in some of these really cool like snippets that were never seen before of him in Apollo. So it gives you more of the heartstrings. Okay. So I dug that. Uh, so once again, montages. This movie has three montages in it and they are three of the greatest montages in the history <laughs> of cinema, period. I don't care. I'll fight anybody on yeah. that. Uh, also, on the positive note, I can't stress this enough. The final fight scene in this movie is probably the greatest fight scene, like like in in choreographed fight scene in a movie. I'm not talking about big battle robots, one on one, mano a mano, no superpower fight scenes in movies. This is probably the greatest fight scene in the movie. I, I, yeah. I would say number two because I still say the Philly fight scene in Creed was amazing the way that was shot. It was great, but I don't think that I don't think that that exists if this didn't. Yeah, yeah. Because this is the first time they kind of shot a fight the same way that yeah. they do in that Philly fight scene, which I do agree with. And that's the only reason I'm giving this an edge, because this was the OG, and they made it better. Rock uh, Sylvester Stallone deserves an award for that. He edited pieces back into this to make the fight scene slightly longer, but it didn't feel longer. And the fight scenes he added actually, and the way he cut it, because he also cut some things, made it look more realistic. Yeah. Because he had made the joke that if you watch the original cut, there's like 22 unanswered punches when Rocky's making his comeback. So he wanted to cut that down and he even threw in some blocking from somewhere else. And the way it cuts in is perfect. You don't ever notice. And you're like, damn, it looks like a real fight. It looks more like a real fight yeah. now than it ever did. And before I thought it was amazing. So nice. I really enjoyed that as well. I do like the story. As cheesy as it sounds, I've always liked the story. Like you mean it's the per it's like a, it's the easiest, simplest story of all time, but easy. You have the 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 the, the warrior who isn't sure if he wants to be a warrior anymore talking about Rocky. You have the old warrior in Apollo who who doesn't want to give up. He goes out there against the young lion. Young lion destroys and kills him. Kills him. That makes the fighter who's unsure take an unsure fight. Because Rocky's not... And I thought that was a good thing that I forgot. And in the original, they do this well, too. That's one thing they didn't change. Is the fact that Rocky, even in that press conference, you can tell he's not sure he wants to fight. Yeah. He just knows that that's what he has to do. Like, there's a part where you're like... Even when he goes to Russia at first, he's training. He's kind of going through the motions until Adrian comes and says she believes in him. Which sounds cheesy, but it's fucking perfect because that's what gives him the second part of that montage where now he's fired up. He's ready to go. He climbs the mountain. He yells Drago in Russia. And he goes in there like a stone cold killer into that cage, which they did add those clips yeah. of him walking out. 
And like the fact that Stallone, and I didn't notice this before because this parts of it were in the original, but they added to it, where, where Stallone is just stone-faced. Like Rocky doesn't have any of when the crowd is booing him and cheering Drago and they're doing that whole celebration. Rocky has the business look. He's like yeah. Usman. Yeah. Like I loved it. And I love that parts of it. Uh, Diesel, what did you love about this? Adding on to that or adding more? Uh, so the eulogy from uh, Apollo's uh, trainer was amazing. Like mm. I had no idea why they cut that. It was gorgeous. Which uh, then I think uh, later on when they're in Russia, um, he's having a talk with Rocky and it's just a great scene. But the movie flowed so much better with the cuts that they had. Like, within a half hour of the movie, you're already seeing James Brown and Apollo's dead. Within 40 minutes, you're in Russia. Yeah, it moved quick. <laughs> it moved nice. quick. And, like, it, you, you'd think, like, well, they cut all the stuff out. Like, it's gonna, they're going to tear up this movie. It works so much better. Like, And 85 uh, Stallone, he's on the list. Oh, oh my yeah, god, so he was ripped. And this bearded, movie was bearded or unbearded? Bearded. Oh yeah. <laughs> this movie was just a showcase. And you know, I was two when this movie came out. This was just a showcase of hot Stallone bearded action. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, the montages were great and uh the other added scene that I liked was him talking to his kid before he leaves about how sometimes you gotta do stuff for you, not even though everyone tells you it's not the right thing to do, sometimes it's the right thing for you to do. And it was a kinda cool scene. I, I agree. Uh, Ron, I know you didn't yeah. watch the director's cut, but is there anything you wanted to add? What you liked about Rocky Four? Well, originally, like I saw it uh, when it came out on uh, uh, videotape, because <laughs> you know was yeah. a little young back then. But uh, it, Rocky was always a good series, and Four is probably by far the best one. I would think. I understand why people like Three. I understand why people like One. I, I'm not a fan of Two. Growing up, Rocky Four was always my favorite. Right, right, but it, definitely not the best. <laughs> As an adult, definitely not the best. Okay, as an adult, maybe. I haven't watched it in a while. Uh, I was going to watch it, and then I decided to watch other things because I heard it was, like, director's cut. I'm like, ah, well, you know. Director's cut was so good. I've heard good things about it. I've heard a couple other people that saw it that went, yeah, this is definitely worth a watch, so I'll have to break down and watch it myself. But, you know. And, no fear, everybody. Rocky still solves the Cold War. (laughs) Yes, yes. He still has the, but if I could change, you can change. Maybe we could all change. I really think they should have cut that out. They I th- I thought during the Q&A and the snippets from the documentary that we saw before the Q&A started that he had enough self-awareness where, all right, that was kind of cheese dicky. <laughs> I, I do want to add to my loves before we go over to our dislikes. To add to my loves, the amazing, amazing Survivor soundtrack to this. <laughs> we get all the classics plus many new ones. And I, I forget which song it is, but... The one that's pretty much word for word what's happening on screen that was made for the movie. Oh, yeah, that's the, that, that's the no easy way out. Yeah. When you get that. That's oh. that, that one. And then there's a, there's the other one, the the Russian one that has that that Duran Duran eighties feel because it's like do 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 It's a, uh, and of course, actually, they added it in. I don't know if you noticed that or not. At the end of this movie, they added in Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, Eye of the Tiger was not. Yeah. It was not featured at the end like it was in this movie. They added it in, and it looked perfect. They also added in him going by Drago and giving him the fist pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they did show respect at the end of the fight. And uh, they kind of actually featured it a little bit more, which gets explained in Creed 2, that Drago was not fighting for country. He was fighting for Drago. Yes, they, they, they added, kind of they, focused on They that. added the big scene of him, like really prominent, the scene where he just starts yelling, I do this for me. 
in the middle of the ring. P- pointing up at the premiere and his fucking handler. Yeah. He's like, I do this for me. Well, it's in Russian, but that's what it translates to. Uh, let's get into the bads. Let's get, shall we get into the bads? Uh, you know what? Even though they made Adrian a little more sympathetic in the director's cut, I'm still not completely sold on her. Uh, I don't know what it is. I love her in the first three movies. I'm going to be honest. The first three movies, she's great. Even though I do love four, I don't ever, I don't really like her in this movie. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you know, I get that you can't win, but the way she says is so fucking horrible. And then it's like all that she needed was love to come over. But the worst, the worst, the absolute worst scene, and I guess he's an honest, is when she's trying to beg him to stay. And then that draws out Rocky saying, I, I don't ask you not to be a woman. <laughs> so don't ask me not to be a man. Ah, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> that didn't bother me so much. The one that got me is probably your next one. So I'll let you say it. Uh, well, no, I, I probably, not, I'm going to fucking blank on it. I'm going to feel bad because you're going to have to say it. Uh, but no, it's my next up. Uh, another thing that really bothered me about this movie. Uh, the director's cut in particular, I would have liked to. I would have. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much it, man. I'm sure you're going to say it. I'm going to it's going to pop in my head, but I really think that that's. I've Adrian's always bothered me in this yeah. movie, and the director's cut didn't change that. All right. So during the title fight scene, Rocky gets knocked down. You hear old man Stallone's voice. Oh, I forgot to do it. Yeah, the voice, a... the inner monologue voice, telling him to get back up. Hated it. That was and the. You could tell it was added in 2020. You can tell that Sly Stallone now. Just judging by the voice, yeah. recorded this bit of him get up off the canvas. It sounded like it belonged in a Creed movie. Yeah, um, it would have fit in a Creed movie. Yeah. It doesn't fit so well in this Rocky movie. For <laughs> whatever reason, we we've never heard Rocky's inner monologue, and for a good reason. And I did not need it. Uh, it felt weird, and with the difference in age of the Sylvester Stallone at the time, it did not work for me. You know what would have been better if he would have just cut up something from another movie. And use Burgess Meredith's voice. Like, I'm just saying, like, like get up, you bum. Or, like, something like that, you know. Or Apollo as well. Actually, yeah. you could miss them in. Yeah. The people he loved, the people he's fighting for, he, you know, is because he's fight, he always fights for Mick, too. You should have had, like, like Apollo just, you know, be like, you're better than this or whatever. Get on your feet, like, from the other movie. And then, also, then you could have Burgess, get up, you bum, or yeah. something like that. And it would have been way better. And if you want to recall Old Man Weathers, I'm fine with that. But Old Man Rock, I was not a fan of. Like, just that one little thing was like. But if they did that, I need Force Ghost Withers. <laughs> Force Ghost Apollo, and then I need him in the new Creed movie, too. I just want to throw that out there. I get greedy uh, at times, guys, and I just want to throw out there. Any other bads you want to add? Uh, the one other bad is they. So, in the original filming, they kind of had it where they were going to stop the fight, but they edited all that out, and they kind of put that in the last round where there was going to be the medical stoppage but rock was like no i could still fight he's hurt too he's hurt too it didn't flow with the the story that was being told no no it didn't that was just there's two minor it hiccups looked like they were going to try to screw over rock yeah. going into the final round it was just out of nowhere yeah. that came up like if they would have added something else in there where they were trying to screw him earlier in the fight like yeah, not the 12th or something, or something like that yeah yeah then it would have made so i got i got you as well so it just it kind of fell out of place because there was no explanation for that no reason for it ron i know i'm asking a lot if you uh besides the ones not just from uh the cut we saw but where, what were your dislikes about Rocky, if you have any? Uh, honestly, I don't know offhand. Um, like fine. I said, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. You know, the original movie before, and like I said, it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, but from what you guys are saying, I could see you know how you know how good this is, and yeah. I can see your points on what's not good. And I'd probably follow suit with you guys with on that all that. 
It was a very enjoyable experience oh, going for. I'm yeah. glad we went to it. It oh, was absolutely. a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, although the stadium seats, <sighs> I do not miss them at all. But yeah, <sighs> it, by the way, the worst part about it is I jinxed us. As we're walking into the Ithaca Regal in their mall there, I go, it looks gorgeous, by the yeah. way. Gorgeous theater. Wonderful. I, I thought it was nice. There's 14 screens. It looks amazing. I love the setup yeah. all the whole way around. But we're walking down the hall. I'm, I'm noting on how great it looks. And I go, watch, they're going to have those fucking stadium seats, though. No sooner we walk in the door, I'm like, I hate fucking being right. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we had those stadium seats was Regal and Syracuse at the at the uh, End game. Destiny. Yeah. Oh. But I digress. But you know what? Before we give our scores, you know what time it is. Uh, it's not time for me to hit the right button. That's what time it is. <laughs> what? Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> That's right, it is game time. And of course, uh, we know that uh, Diesel re-won the crown last week. Just barely, by the skin of his teeth. Will he be able to retain, or are we going to play hot potato once again with the crown? Of course, we are going to give some takes around the internet. These gentlemen are going to try to cut the score. It is Price is Right rules. Whoever comes closest without going over until we hit the tiebreaker, if there must be one. Because here on this show, we don't do ties. So that will be closest to the number because we want... A winner, and we came down to that last week with Diesel squeaking out. Because of that, though, Ron, you get to go first as the challenger, and you get to go with the IMDb score out of 10 using points. What did they give Rocky 4? And I want to point out, this is the regular Rocky 4 because there's not enough information for the Ultimate Director's Cut. Uh, IMDb, you said? IMDb. 8.2. Diesel. Ooh, I think you went a little high. I'm going to go with even 6. And even 6 for Diesel. Diesel gets a point, 6.9 out of 10. Diesel, you get to go next. Metacritic, that means critics only. Rocky 4, what did they give it out of 100%? Oh, I don't want to go too low because I'm just, uh, just giving it to you. We'll go with an even 6 again. So 60? Yep. 60% from Diesel. Ron. Uh, 1985. <laughs> Oh, God, fuck you. 35 years of critics fucking saying yay or nay. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this that's what makes the older ones harder. Yeah. Uh, 25. Went with 25%? Yeah. Smart move by Ron. It was 40% on yeah, my I, I didn't. I didn't want to go one to be a dick, yeah. but I was like... I, I, one and one, so that means, Ron, you get to go first. Ron Tomatoes, this is the combined score, and this could be for the win for either of you. What was the, out of 100%? What did Rotten Tomatoes combined score give Rocky for? It's not, it's not a splat. So it's got to be 62. 62 for Ron. It's got, it's got to be. I don't think it's a splat. So I don't, I don't, I don't think it can be good. Diesel. In, in, my, in my head, I was already thinking 60. So I can't do that because it only gives me two points. So we're going to go with 50. 50% for Diesel. We got 60% for you. 62%. Oh, fuck. These both went over. It was a splat. 44%. Oh. <laughs> they were rough on Rocky wow. 4. That means we do need the tiebreaker. Oh. So it's the closest to this number without going over. Last week, you guys made me do math. Can we do it again? Rocky 4, Google users, Diesel, because you go first. You're the champion. 88%. 88% for Diesel. Ron. 87. Oh. 87, 88. And ladies and gentlemen, well, we know we have a winner. Your winner. 
and still champion Diesel, the actual ninety one or something. Ninety two percent. I figured it was going to be, but I've always whenever he does that, I always just go one below, yeah. hoping I get the better. Critic critics hate this. Well, you have one option. Yeah. You either can go above or yeah. below. I mean, yeah. at that point. So, but yeah. I, I always go below. So that's why yeah. I was like, hey, whatever he says, critics, I'm going one below. Critics hated it. Fans love it. Yeah. That brings us to the nerd score. Of course, if you guys know, the nerd score is not based on how great a movie is. It is based on entertainment value alone. I always give the example of Maximum Overdrive. It actually scores a four out of five, <laughs> or just taking my money, when I because I think it's entertaining as shit. However, it is a terrible movie that if I was crediting it out of my ten, I think giving it a three or three and a half is the far as I'm willing to go, although I enjoy the movie. So with that being said, it is as follows. If it gets a one, it's a no. If it gets a two, it's you've been warned. If it gets a three, it's take it or leave it because it's it's in the middle. It's it's a common, it's average movie. It's you know you don't have to rush out to see it, but you know it's worth a watch. Number four is just take my money. That means you should go see it. You probably should think about adding it to your collection and seeing it as soon as you can. And last but certainly not least is Certified Nerd. And that is the rarest of airs. That means it's a legendary film that you should probably have all of the things. Uh, just to give you an example, Marvel's Endgame. We always use that. I think that was the last Certified Nerd movie as well. So we're very hard on our, our grading, gentlemen. Uh, this, for myself and Diesel, I'm going to go first this time, and then I'm going to come back to the, my critic score of it, because I'm going to be doing it off of the uh, director's cut. Ryan will be doing it off of the film in general. But uh, off of the director's cut, I uh, giving it the nerd scale, I, you know what, honestly, I was I kind of wavering, but I'm going to go up because I don't like giving points on this, so I'm just going to go with a four. Just take my money. I thought the director's cut was good. It's a quick watch. It's still an hour and a half long. Uh, the story is more flushed out. I really enjoyed it. There's only a couple spots that I didn't like, and it's a great feel-good movie, in my opinion. So I'm going to give it a Just Take My Money, a 4 out of 5, for uh, Rocky versus Drago, the dire- uh, ultimate director's cut. Diesel. Absolutely. Four, 4 out of 5, no problem. Just you, you need to see the director's cut. If you're a fan of the Rocky franchise, it flows so much better. If you've never seen anything in the Rocky movies, this, this is a good movie. Just watch it. Ronald? Yeah, definitely a 4. I mean, just on the original alone. Yeah. Like, the original series. Watch them all, and they're they're worth it. Except for five. Except five is pretty bad, but it's worth watching just because it's bad. Director's cut of five. Ah, uh, fuck it. You can't be worse. <laughs> so you might as well go with it. Uh, for my, my my reviewer score of it, let me let's be honest. These are Rocky films. These are these are not you know with the exception of the original, which was a beautiful piece of art, won the Academy Award by the way. Uh, so he had a after that slice alone kind of went to the more action side as his career went to more action I feel like his writing went to more action and that's fine because I think this has one of the greatest fight scenes as I said of all time in it however uh, there's not a ton of substance to the film although I like it I enjoy it it's a quick easy watch it's not exactly uh, Citizen Kane it's not breaking down the bank and by judging by that especially when he wants to call a drama if I'm giving it out of 10 I'm still giving it a relatively good score because I think this is a 7 out of 10 movie uh, it could have been better it could have been worse uh, but I feel like when you look at the original Rocky that's a 9 out of 10 movie easy yeah. in my opinion and that was because it was a great movie really good story it was less focused on fighting and stuff even though there was a fight in it it was less focused on that more focused on the human drama between this human being Rocky who is not the brightest bulb in the drawer he came up on the wrong side of the tracks he's the ultimate underdog he's poor and everything else it, it deals with his, him falling in love with somebody from his class in his neighborhood and then it also deals with him going and getting a shot at the man who has it all the heavyweight champion of the world Apollo Creed and he doesn't win that's the coolest part about the original he doesn't win it tie he ties though yeah. they tie they both go down they bring it it's his decision they both go to the hospital and that's what made that movie great you take out some of that because there's no wish wash. We know what we're getting. 
We're getting Sly Stallone getting revenge for murdering his friend. That's all I'm telling you. And it works out. It works out. So that's why I feel good. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I would agree with seven out of ten. But with the caveat, the entire franchise is certified nerd. It's fucking. Oh yeah. The, the franchise is cinematically a classic. Yeah, I'm. 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 I would say this is one of those franchises. If you've never seen it, you need to watch the yeah. franchise. There is a couple bad movies in the franchise. Doesn't matter. And by bad movies, I'm talking five and Rocky Balboa. I was not a huge fan of yeah. the Creed movies. I am, but they're still worth watching because they still have good shit. And uh, I, I, I would definitely say that about this franchise. It's time to pay them bills. It's time for some shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds into any podcast provider out there, and booyah kasha, our show just pops right up on front of you. Remember, everything we talk about today is the number three, not the word three. Also, I just want to point out, smash that subscribe or follow button on whatever podcatcher you're using, and we can you can get our show delivered to you automatically each and every week. We're also on Facebook, powered by Meta. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we are also on Twitter and Instagram. And, of course, TikTok, at Three Fat Nerds Pod. Make sure you're following us on all of them. And remember, whenever talking about the show, uh, whenever talking about the show on any of your favorite social medias, remember to use the hashtag 3FNPod. And remember, if you need to email us, patrons, you know what, for 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, uh, this is my double shot here. Uh, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Every week at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday nights, we come to you with the live edition of 607TWS. Myself and Ken M from the ODPH talking all things professional wrestling. Of course, we also are doing all of the, the pay-per-views and such. But this upcoming Saturday, November 20th, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, myself, Diesel, Ken M, and whoever else is dropping in, they're going to be live watching with you guys and commentating on one of the uh, uh, 607 Podcast movie night. One of the greatest documentaries of all time, Superheroes. You're not going to want to miss that. Watch it with us. Have a lot of fun. Here's some great stories. Also, uh, this upcoming Sunday, November 21st, we'll be live at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time for WWE's Survivor Series. We're giving our live reactions and commentating as well. So, big week for the streams. And then, of course, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content. And, of course, if you join the Chubby Chasers uh, group, which is the $3 one tier, it's the only other tier, before next month, guess what? You'll get a free beanie as well because that's what we're giving out as Christmas gifts. And you'll also be entered to win a gift card in December. We're giving that to one patron across the board. You need more votes for the more dollars, but still... One across the board, of course, if you're in that $3 tier, give a giveaway, and we'll be doing a giveaway this upcoming week for them. So, with that being said, patreon.com slash 8122productions. H to the double T to the P to the colon to the backslash to the second backslash to the 81 double deuce P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. That means... All you can handle for the Three Founders Podcast, 607TWS, Horde Zone 607, and more. You want to find out about musical apps like this show? You heard from our good friend Shout at the Robots. There's a directory where you can find them. Plus, information about Floodlands, Tom Jolu, Second Suitor, and the Jasons and the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia. Check those out and more, and make sure you support all those great bands on Spotify, YouTube Music, and, of course, Bandcamp. Uh, also, you can find out about other friends of the show and everything's going on, including Sci-Fi Horror Fest coming back in your face August 26th and 27th at Vernon Downs Racing Casino in Vernon, New York. You're going to want to be a part of it because we will. 
And then, of course, last but certainly not least, our small local sponsors. But we're going to give them a shout out right now. Of course, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. And, of course, there are friends and awesome and the greatest. That's Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your magic gathering and gaming needs, make sure you visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And, of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to stop in the shop and see what events are going on, you know what? You can check it out ahead of time. Make sure you follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell me the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald! One out of ten stars. Overhyped. Warning. Spoilers. This movie is insanely overhyped. Honestly, a massive res- uh, resident sleeper. Literally, Rose could have saved Jack at the end, but instead acted like a selfish pig and wouldn't share the debris. Also, how do you not notice a massive iceberg directly in front of you? Although the movie is very trash, Jack laid some mad pipe. One out of ten stars. Bro, first giveaway, this was an incel that wrote that. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, Maxter90518 on May 28, 2021. Yep, definitely incel. Incel. That's why I had, that's why I had to read this one. Diesel's, Diesel's flabbergasted, though. I, how do you not see the iceberg in front of you? I don't know. How about you go back to 1917 and ask him that? Because this is just... Telling the restore, telling that story and adding a little love story on the boat. I first just like all, the fact that it's 1912. I just like the fact that it says warning spoilers, and the only thing is about the iceberg is a spoiler. <sighs> well, you know, and maybe the mad pipe. I, I love that. That's how they can't suspend disbelief on this. Is like. <laughs> How did they hit that fucking iceberg? Not how they got that gigantic gem. Not how like fucking like like he just cons his way on the boat super fucking easy. No, you, you have to see it. It's right there. Uh, no, how one of the how one of the uh, people, the undesirables, gets hit on and fall and has sex with one of the upper class people that didn't happen back then. Don't fucking believe that shit. Oh come on, didn't happen that way. Not for men. <laughs> the other way around, maybe, but not for men. Anyways, with that being said, by the way. Uh, I always like to leave in when we, I fuck up during the uh, shameless plugs because people think that we record that. And I'm like, that's a good way. I sound like I was stroking out for a minute there. <laughs> You're having your stroke finally. Having a fucking stroke. It's over. My, my hand hurts, but that's for another reason. But uh, anyway, so that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys were entertained and enjoyed all of our assholery. I, I know I did. Uh, we will be back next week as we are each and every week to provide you with our takes on everything pop culture and nerdum. Until then, thank you guys so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And last but certainly not least, later, nerds. Later. Rocky. 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 Titanic just sucks, people. Maybe if I can change <laughs> and you can change, we all can change.
the time to ask how I felt, assuming.